at least we know they're having fun, right? That's good. When we meet together, it should be a joyful time. Maybe not that joyful, but no, I'm just kidding. So, um, Elijah, you can come up with a title for this one. Yeah, I want to see how close it is to the one I have written down here. Um, so the first part I wanted to go to, guys, with you today is Galatians 5, 4. And uh, I'm going to move this TV, I think, a little. How does everybody see it? Good? In case you don't have your Bible, there's all the verses. My handsome son, Elijah. And if you don't think he's handsome also, then we can box if you want. But um, he is taking care of the verses for me and doing a good job. Thank you, bud. Um, Christ has become of no effect unto you whosoever of you are justified by the law. Ye are fallen from grace. Um, what uh, I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit today is um, because sometimes we're like, hey, um, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, right? And I'm still not seeing the effects of Jesus Christ in my life, whether it could be people being healed when you lay your hands on them or um People raising from the dead. What? That's crazy. But yeah, we're supposed to be walking in all that, right? It says that the signs that follow him who believe are, are like so cool and awesome things that God wants us to do. Heal people, um, raise the dead, give sight to the blind. So if we're not doing that, then, you know, um, then we're not doing what we're not. We're not hitting where God, you know, God's best. We're not doing it w- the way God would like it to be done. And I say that only to say not to give anybody um, guilt or anything like that, but don't we want to walk worthy of the call, right, that we've been given? We want to do it because um, we're loved by God, so we're free to just pour out on others, right? And that's why he said, uh, or they said, or no, Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give, right? in a different verse which I didn't bring up and I'm sorry about that but (coughs) how can we make the Christ become no effect whoever of you are justified by the law so when we start to look for our justification by the law then we will find ourselves making Christ no effect unto us and the way that happens is that if we're so if we're not trusting in God if we're not trusting in Jesus and his work He's the one who justifies us. We are justified, right? But not by the law, but by Christ Jesus. So if we're justified by Christ, then we can walk in the miraculous. Because we realize, hey, you know what? It's not about me. It's not because I just um, yelled at my mom this morning, you know, or or told my dad I didn't care, or for my in my case, acted stupid to my wife, right? <laughs> don't ask me how often that happens, because we don't all want to be here all day. Anyway... If we do these things, it doesn't mean that um, that we can't operate in all the goodness of God because 
our justification is because of Jesus Christ. So that's what I want to bring out from that. But Hebrews 11, 11 says, By faith, Sarah herself also received the ability to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Um, and this is how faith works, in my opinion. You guys can have your own opinions, and that's great and awesome. Tell me all about them. I'm cool with it. But the reason what I'm saying about how faith works is, what did she do? She says, by faith, Sarah herself also received the ability to conceive seed, right? Then later on, it goes down and says, because she, this is what she did to by faith receive, right? Because she judged him faithful who had promised. And I mentioned this in a lot of um, my sermons recently, but I put the actual verse in here this time. Because she judged him faithful who has promised, who had promised. This is faith. That's all it is. Can you believe that God is faithful? Can you believe that he'll do what he said he'll do? Bam, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got the faith. You got all you need. You got more than enough because your faith is the faith of the Son of God. He's on the inside of you. Um, so for you, you're in a far better position than, than Sarah was because she didn't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of her. Luke 6 and 19, and she still got things done with her faith, right? Still got things done. She still saw results. So I only tell you that stuff because there are things that um, I know that a lot of times people are waiting to get done or see get done. But we believe that we have received them and we will have them. Um, Luke 6, 19. The whole crowd tried to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. <coughs> um, this is a, this is a, the whole crowd tried to touch him, for power went out from him and he healed them all. So it wasn't like, um, Everybody's touching Jesus, right? Everybody's trying to get healing from Jesus. And none of the healing or the power, this works for everything in God. This works for everything in God. It's, I mean, even the salvation, right? We got it because we believed. We didn't get it because we achieved, right? We didn't achieve some level of something so that we could believe either. We just believed God. We were dumb enough, right, to say, you know what? There's somebody out there who loves me enough to look, overlook all the stuff that I've done that's been horrible. I don't want to say what this guy's thinking about now. I'm just kidding. But anyway, we, 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 we said, you know what? God will do that. He'll forgive me of all this, even though it seems to me to be monumental, and it seems to me like, why would he? I mean, it's just me. Who, who, who would want to go through that for me? But God did, and God does. And so when we come to that point to, to believe in him, it's a, that's how we get saved. Well, these people um, came to Jesus, and you can do that too. Now, what do you think takes more faith? Your eternal salvation or just getting some healing in your body, temporary. This is a temporal place, right? You had faith for eternity. You have more than enough faith for the right here and the right now. That's why God said he gave us the measure of faith. I think, um, well, we'll go from here for now. The, so, but what I want to say about the healing of them all is it's not like, Jesus' power, like he's there, right? And he like, people touching him, some people touching him, and some people he turned the power on. Doop, you got some, take it, bruh. Doop, you got some, take it, bruh. Oh, you look faithful, bruh, take it. Oh, you look like you didn't jack nobody up this morning. You know? But 
He just, everybody got it. Everybody got it. So I say that to say that there were people who did dumb stuff before they came to Jesus that morning. They were people who did that. They were, none of them were Christians, first of all. Whoa. Open your eyes wide at that one, right? None of them were Christians because there wasn't Christians. He didn't even, he was still there walking around. So none of these people was Christians. Everybody got healed, and there was nothing that held them back or stopped them. Can you believe that? I mean, if you think about the statistics, you know, I, I hear a lot of preachers use them and, and talk about them, and, and, but it, it would be outrageous to think. Because the reason why I'm saying these things, guys, is because there are many people who put uh, limitations on God, right? That you can't receive from God if this and this is not happening. And they have such a, a checklist that if you actually check that checklist off, none of the people that came and touched Jesus could get healed because they would all get checked off that list somewhere. And that's what I'm trying to do for you guys is free you guys from that. I don't want you to be, you know what? There's no thing, nothing between you and what God wants you to have. He wants you to have it, and there's nothing that stands between you and him in, in having it. Um, and that's why the Bible said that part about believe you have received it. Why would he say believe you have received it if maybe something could come up or something could uh, hinder you or stop you or whatever? But the reason why is because the thing that can hinder you or stop you, and it's funny because I always say, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing. And it's right. But you can. You can say, hey, I'm not worthy to receive from God. Hey, God doesn't want to touch me like this. He'll heal others, but he won't heal me. He'll um, pour out his love on others, but he won't pour it on me. He poured it out on us this morning, right? And we felt his love. Um, and he wants to pour it on every single one of you. And if you didn't feel it this morning, doesn't mean it wasn't poured out. But sometimes we're like trying to shield ourselves with the umbrella, <laughs> right? The umbrella of how we're limiting God and what he wants to do in our lives. So I only say that to tell you guys that you're not disqualified. That's what I'm saying. You're qualified. God wants you. He wants to do good things in you. And um, nothing, nothing's holding you back. Because if there was, these guys would have had it, right? Everybody got healed. None of them was Christians. So Isaiah 40, 28, 31. And if anybody has anything they want to say during this time, totally fine. Come here, though, maybe, so I could get you recorded on this mic. 40 and then 28. Chapter 40 and then verse 28. Then it goes to 31. I, I use the um, New Living Translation, but I also have the Amplified here. So I could read both or I don't know how, how you guys would be satisfied, but here it goes. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weakened, strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. Now, uh, a lot of the traditional translations put where I said, where I had, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They have those who wait on the Lord find new strength. And to me, I found that the way that uh, the way people see the word wait 
it's kind of bad because they're sitting around their blessed assurance, right? And the thing is, is that I'm not saying they have to do something in that sense, but it's time to act like you got it, right? Just time to trust God, not act like you got it. You do have it. You do have it. You just don't see it. Just because you don't see something doesn't mean you don't have it. Do you see eternal life right now? Like, how what does it look like? <laughs> you know, so the thing is, you have it, right? But you might not see it. So let me just read this in the Amplified also because it brings out, um, in case anybody stumbles on that weight part, it brings out all the meanings that that word can mean. So here's 28. Do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become tired or grow weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who has no might, he increases power. Even youths grow tired and weary, and vigorous young men stumble badly. But those who wait for the Lord, and then in parentheses, who expect, look for, and hope in him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up. They will lift up their wings. It's your own wings that you got, that you get to rise up on. And it says rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Amen. You have wings. Praise you, Father God, for your goodness and your mercy. Um, so let's not wait in the sense that we're not expecting, look to, and hoping, and trusting in God, right? Because that's what we're doing when we wait for him. We're looking, we're waiting for him actively with hope, expectation, and trust, calling it done, um, celebrating before we see it, having a party before there's a reason to celebrate. Um, this is things that look retarded, right? It looks crazy. Like, why is this guy so happy when everything around him is horrible? Or why is he so happy when he's broke? Because he knows <laughs> that Christ became poor so that he could become rich. So he's not all, oh, looking at his bank account all the time. Instead, he's looking at Jesus' face. And when you do that, you're going to see dollar bills, yo. But, you know, it, it's true because he's giving you every good thing. But you're going to see health, wholeness, every good thing, um, everlasting life. Mark eleven twenty four. This is the region, reason, not region, reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it. And it will be yours. And that's from the Passion Translation. That's why it sounds weird. If anybody, uh, well, we'll just go with that. This, uh, if anybody wants to hear a different version, let me know and we'll bring it up. But I'm going to read this one more time. This is the Passion. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it and it will be yours. That's why the, if you notice, the Bible keeps saying boldly. It says boldly go before his throne. Right here it says boldly, 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 because, because of who you are. You know, your son or daughter, if you're a parent, well, if you're not a parent, even if you are kids, right, you know that you just go up to mom and dad. Just go up to them. Um, you don't be like all scared, you know, can I talk to them? Just go up there and you make your request known because you know they love you. In the same way, 
we know God loves us. We, he loves us so much, more than we even really realize. Because if we really realize how much he loved us, there could be no place for any kind of fear in our life. And unfortunately, we find ourselves fearing sometimes, right? Find ourselves wondering, oh, what happens if I, um, I mean, for me, it could be, you know, what happens if I start choking in the middle of that one verse and then, you know, whatever. Or what happens if I'm giving a message to these guys and I think that God is pouring out his spirit on them, but they're all sucking lemons. You know, but it's not, <laughs> it's not up to, <laughs> I, I don't need to, I, I can trust in God, right? And so can you. Um, so as I finish it out, I want to say to you guys that God's, God's a yes man, right? The Bible says that in Christ Jesus, all his promises are yes, right? And in him we have our amen. So I tell you guys that to say, you know, if, if, I, if I'm going to go to somebody boldly, and I know they're already a yes person. It's a lot easier, right? It's a lot easier. I mean, you know the no people. Everybody knows the no people. You know, the nabras, the nabras. I told you guys about that before. They're like, nah, brah. Doesn't matter what it is. Nah, brah. So those guys, you're not going to go ask them for nothing, right? You're not going to be bold to talk. You know, who wants to talk to those guys? But God is yes. He's yes and amen. So <coughs> he wants you. He's waiting for you, okay? It doesn't diminish him at all. He's the limitless one. It's not like he's going to run out. It's not like he's going to be busy with you and somebody else is going to pay for it because you, the, he's not there for them, okay? He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He wants to pour it out on you, and he wants you to ask big because what do you do to please God? What pleases God? Faith, and asking big is faith, is it not? You're taking the time to say, you know what, God, I believe in you. I believe you're who you say you are and that you'll do what you say you'll do, and that's faith. And you're saying, give me this, <laughs> whatever it is. I've, I, I, I com- it comes to my mind the old um, thing that Pastor Mike used to say, give me, give me, my name is Jimmy. But you don't have to be Jimmy to say give me because God wants to give you good things. Um, but, I mean, know that there is, I mean, He gives you every good thing, not because you earn it in any way, but because of what he's put on the inside of you, now there's an expectation, right? You're a son or daughter of the living God. It's not time to play games with things that don't matter anymore, right? So when the Lord God pours out all these things on you, you have the opportunity, the privilege, and the honor to go ahead and pour out on your brothers and sisters, and to be a blessing. We're not supposed to be uh, like dams or lakes where God pours into us and we just keep it all in there, right? But you know what? He gives it. He would give it anyway. I hear a lot of preachers say, hey, he'll get it to you. He'll get it through you, which is cool. But I don't necessarily agree because God poured it out first. He doesn't check to see if you're going to be faithful. He does it first. But then... What he put on the inside of you is faithful, right? So the stuff that he put on the inside of you, you can't help but start to, to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine, right? <laughs> so anyways, I love you guys. And um, it's not a little light. It's huge. It's monstrous, okay? But anyway, um, let's do this last song. And I love you guys. <laughs>